Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about Australian skinwalkers, so stay tuned. Hello, everybody. My name is Foggy Jack, and I'm the Shock Bazaar Mental Mentalist and the host of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Now, let's head on down to the pumpkin patch for more. everybody, Foggy Jack here one more time. I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit about um, what I've been working on behind the scenes, and I also love to write. And if you guys could do me a favor, go over to Wattpad and search Foggy Jack 13, and you're going to find all of my stories that I have written. Dealing with demons, well, f- that is what gay feels like. Something's in my head, which is a continuous story that usually gets a new part every day. And my brand new one, I have mice in my head. Please, if you could help me, go check those out over on Wattpad. The link is in the bio. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the pumpkin patch where the haunters meet the haunted. I'm your host, Foggy Jack, the Shock Bazaar Mental Mentalist. And today we're going to talk about Australian skinwalkers, something that I haven't heard go out of the United States. Um, I've heard, you know, a lot of the stories of the United States skinwalkers here in Skinwalker Ranch here in Utah and um, all across the Midwest, but I haven't heard any go outside of the United States. So I thought it would be an interesting kind of topic to dive into of other skinwalkers outside. So, with the release of a recent book and several television productions, public attention to the remote area of Utah, known as Skinwalker Ranch, has grown. Competing sites such as Blind Frog Ranch, which also is in Utah, have cropped up as well, along with others. What they share in common is a series of reports of unexplained objects in the sky, bizarre creatures, haunt haunting sounds, and non-corporal figures. Based on these tales, one might be tempted to assume that this sort of phenomenon is restricted to the American West, like I thought. But these types of hotspots or window areas have been reported elsewhere. I recently interviewed some people associated with an area that appears to be strikingly similar on the other side of the world. I didn't do it. I found this. Here, Quimby Station is a cattle range in Australia located in the northeast corner of South Australia near the border of New South Wales. It's one of the five corner connected ranges currently owned by the Mutaru Pastoral Company and is home to more than 9,000 cattle. It is a desolate stretch of wilderness covering 3 million acres of land and the nearest small village being more than 100 kilometers away. And in the 1980s, it was reportedly home to more than just livestock and kangaroo. <clears throat> in the interview, one witness who we shall refer to as Robert, a pseudonym, um, as he is still uncomfortable discussing the subject in public. In 1984, Robert was 18 years old, working on the cattle station as part of the team that hunted rabbits. An invasive species is causing issues in the native wildlife for a contractor that used them as for, pets, for pet food and pellets. In 1800, Sir Henry Kidman, the original owner of the ranching land, had constructed a homestead in the north, northern ranches reaches of the range near the dingo and rabbit fence and that now separate the state from New South Wales. He and his family would later abandon it and move to a new homestead 80 kilometers to the south. Robert's crew used the abandoned homestead as a base of operation. The men worked at night to avoid the blistering desert heat during the day. They set up camp in the... They set up camp in, a, in the kitchen 
um, at the rear of the homestead. It was the only usable room, as much of the rest of the building was filled with drifting sand and, that, and rooms that could not be ac accessed because the doors were not functional. They would take their four-wheel vehicles out at night to hunt rabbits, returning in the morning to rest. Soon after st starting work in the, this remote location, Robert began to see an unexplicable, unexplicable light Australia lights Australia is famous for, known as the Min Min Lights. They were of various colors and usually far off from the distance across the sand dunes. That is, until one night when one of them wasn't. Robert and his mates saw a bright light, white light down near the ground between two dunes roughly a kilometer away. Robert described it as being white and immensely bright. At first, they thought it might be a bright headlight of a vehicle, though there shouldn't have been any other vehicles in the region at that time. Being hunters, the men had rifles with scopes on them. They looked through their scopes and observed a patch of land between the two dunes roughly 50 kilometers across um, that he described as being lit up by as bright as day, though it was... It was a moonless night. They could not see any source of light. It seemed as if they were simply springing from the ground. No unusual structures or life forms were seen in the brightly lit area. The men returned to their vehicles and began driving toward the light to investigate, but before they had traveled more than 20 meters toward the unusual light, the light vanished and the landscape returned to the state of darkness. They proceeded forward to the spot where the light had been, but found nothing unusual. Robert described the team as being freaked out for a time but they eventually moved on and resumed their hunting for the rest of the night. Upon returning to the homestead in the morning, the men recounted their experience to the contractor they worked for. Rather than laughing at them, he nodded and told the young men strange crap happens here, and they should steer clear of any unusual things that might be seen because you don't know what is attached itself to you. He later would go on to tell them in a, series, in a serious tone that there were surreal entities that inhabit this area, some good ones here and some not so good. Following the incident, more strange events unfolded. The team encountered a series of un unexpl unexplicable electrical and mechanical issues with their four-wheel drive vehicles attempted to repair where it ineffective, but then the truck would suddenly begin operating normally again. At one point, after a significant electrical failure, one of the men shouted aloud, Come on, mate, you have to have your fun, and... You have to have your fun, and we have work to do. Can you please turn the lights back on? The vehicle started up normally, and they had no further incidents. Whatever anomaly the men were interacting with wasn't finished with them yet, however. On their next trip to the homestead while out hunting rabbits, an enormous sky blast took place. A bright globe in the sky appeared and erupted into a massive bright light, lasting for several seconds, lighting up the night sky for from horizon to horizon. It left behind an enormous glowing orange-red ring or halo, taking up the thir a third of the sky. When the men's night vision returned, they looked around and saw what they described as a pure white kangaroo standing barely 20 feet in front of them. Albinism is known in kangaroos and, have, and the men had seen them on a rare occasion, but they tended to have a dirt dirty reddish color to them because of the sand in the area. They described this one as seeming to glow and be pure white. The men climbed back into their vehicles and turned on the spotlight to get a better look at it, and the kangaroo was gone. They were in the vast, flat expanse of the desert with no place for the animal to hide, but it had seemingly just vanished. The men continued their work and then returned to the homestead before finishing up their trip and returning home. Robert returned for another work, work tour, which would wind up being his last. One evening, as the men were preparing to head out for the night, Robert felt ill, as if he had a cold coming on. His mates departed from the night hunting, and he remained behind to try and get some rest. Because of the nocturnal nature of the job, the men had never slept in the homestead at night, only resting during the day. That night would be that Robert would that night would be a night Robert would never forget. Around nine nine p.m., Robert laid in the kitchen area where the men ma made their camp to get some sleep. 
but as soon as he put out the light, he began to hear voices outside and banging of doors. Thinking his partners had returned early, he went to investigate, but there was nobody outside. He returned to the kitchen and then heard a door slam somewhere else in the house. None of the other doors were functional, so that was an alarming development. Rubber grabbed a flashlight to take a tour of the outside of the house looking for trespassers. He saw no, nothing unusual and returned to the kitchen. By 11 that night, Robert could hear what sounded like the muffled conversation of men and women talking in another part of the house. He heard boots walking on the floor of the abandoned building. He could hear the rattling of plates and glasses clinking as if there was a party taking place. From outside, he heard the sounds of horses and buggies in the yard. There was also an accordion music. Robert spent part of the night in an abandoned out abandoned outbuilding on the site trying to get some rest. The next morning when everyone returned, Robert told his mates as well as the contractor about the overnight events. The contractor laughed and told him that's why he's never slept in the house and always slept in the truck. Robert finished the tour and never returned. He moved further south and took up different line of work. He rarely speaks of the experience, but since learning about other paranormal events in the news, he feels that there are similarities between many of these reports. You are probably seeing some of these parallels already. Strange displays in the sky are already followed by non-physical presences and unusual animals that appear and seemingly disappear without a trace. The comparison to Skinwalker Ranch is almost unavoidable, and Robert has noted some of the comparisons. So have I. Other people have spoken to the similar stories. Australian paranormal researcher Cade Moore describes the Hills End area to the south of Quinby Station as incredibly or insanely active. Visitors to the region continue to report sightings of the Min Min lights and anonymous objects in the sky to this day. The cattle station may be precisely the same as Skinwalker, but it doesn't seem to be far off. So there it is again, uh, a bunch of similarities just like uh, the lizard people that I talked about a few weeks ago. There's so many similarities between so many different phenomena that there has to be a connection between all of them um, or most of them. Tunnels in Hellier, tunnels in L.A., uh, Skinwalker Ranch here in Utah, Skinwalker Ranch in uh, Australia. There's another, I believe, Skinwalker Ranch in New Mexico, um, Roswell. You know, there's all sorts of things that go on, and all of them have lots of similarities that go hand in hand. And so it almost, you know, makes me think that there has to be a larger similarity between all of them. That's why I love researching. That's why I love talking about all this stuff is because I, I feel that there's a reach between all of these or there's a branch between all of these that somewhere someone's going to figure out that connect and it's going to be an amazing experience and um, an amazing opportunity to understand where our world comes from, what happens in our world, and just all these mysteries and paranormal events could be explained by just someone figuring out that connection between all of these things. But until then, thank you guys for joining me down in the pumpkin patch where the haunters meet the haunted. I'm your host, Foggy Jack. Thank you. Goodbye and blessed be. If you would like to hear more and the exclusive Patreon episode, please head on over to www.patreon.com slash Foggy Jack. That's F-O-G-G-Y-J-A-C. Okay, now that is not the only thing that you guys will receive if you sign up for Patreon. I do have three tiers for my Patreon account. Um, the first tier is $3 a month, and that will get you into the book club. We're going to be doing a book club each month um, for people that are interested in it. You don't have to join it. If you want to join it, you can. Um, mostly we're going to do, you know, Goosebump books, um, 
we probably could do, you know, some darker horror stuff too, if people are interested in doing that. But that is only on Patreon, and that is for all the tiers. For $3 a month, you guys get the bonus episodes, which you guys just heard a part of. Um, Those will go along with every episode. You guys get behind-the-scenes videos, live event access, show shout-outs. So if you guys sign up for Patreon, you guys get a shout-out at the top of each, uh, t- the top of the show. And um, you guys will be able to join polls and more. For a $5 a month, which is the uh, same thing you'd pay for a cup of coffee, is uh, each month you guys get to choose between getting a sticker or a postcard. Then, um, if you for five dollars, you also get two full Patreon exclusive episodes, two live events per month, plus everything in the three dollar tier, which is behind the scenes videos, live events, show shout outs, polls, more, and the book club. And then there is the ten dollars a month. This is where the big stuff comes in. For ten dollars a month, you get everything that's above, you get a sticker and a postcard each month you get an exclusive $10 only October live event, which, you know, details are still in the works, but you guys sign up and it's going to be for, it's going to be $10 tier only exclusive October event, probably live from a haunted house. Then you guys will get two, the two full episodes. And if you guys want, and you guys are in the $10 tier you guys can um i will give you guys an exclusive ten dollar episode um you guys get to join the live events you guys get behind the scenes videos live act live event access show shout outs polls and more for ten dollars a month i'm also going to add you guys get you guys will be a producer so you guys would get shouted out every single episode making a note of that and last but not least if you are a ten dollar a month subscriber you get everything that has just been announced plus after six months of being a ten dollar ten dollar patreon subscriber you will get an exclusive foggy jack live t-shirt which will be created and designed by me and there's only going to be a handful made so the ten dollar tier is prime to get that t-shirt plus stickers postcards all sorts of stuff plus the october event thank you guys for joining please 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 join the patreon help support this podcast let's get it up going and bigger and better than ever there is also and everybody everybody is free on the patreon to join the book club so please head on over to patreon.com slash foggy jack that's f-o-g-g-y-j-a-c-k and join. $3, $5, or $10 gets you a t-shirt. Thank you guys for joining me down here in the pumpkin patch where the haunters meet the haunted. Thank you, goodbye, and blessed be. You've seen him on YouTube, Instagram, and even live, but you've never seen Foggy Jack quite like this. Foggy Jack, a rainbow Halloween, is a special production for the Idaho Halloween and Horror Convention. Foggy Jack has broken the mold with this one. Come and discover why the shock bizarre mental mentalist sucker punched a leprechaun and stole his rainbow. Confetti will fly, colors will shine, and Halloween will get blasted in the face with insert innuendo here. 
Foggy Jack will make sure you walk away saying something good about the show. This is a colorful show you won't want to miss. And remember, this is only happening at the Idaho Halloween and Horror Convention, taking place August 12th through 14th in Boise, Idaho. Don't be a square. Be there. Why is it ABBA every time? Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Please follow us on all our social medias at FoggyJack13. Also, make sure you subscribe to YouTube and to our Patreon. Hope to see you all next time down in the pumpkin patch. Thank you, goodbye, and blessed be.